welcome back to the Middlemen Podcast, where we'll go quite boxing heavy, I think, Max. We're going to do a little boxing roundup in the next half an hour or so. And like you quite rightly said on Instagram, April is the month for boxing. And I thought it was an April Fool's joke when it kicked off with George Campos David Haney, because that's just crazy. And it kicked off right on the 1st of April that was announced. And that's where we're going to start, because it's a huge fight. The WBA, WBC, IBF and WBO lightweight titles on the line. Uh, it's going to be in Melbourne, which is, of course, where George is from. It's an undisputed clash that we've all been waiting for. And you've got Cambosos, who's unified in the lightweight division. He's the lightweight champion after beating Lopez last year to claim those belts um, from yeah, each of the four main governing bodies. And then there's Haney, who holds the traditional WBC lightweight belt. So it means that the clash will settle who is the best at £135. It is so exciting, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, it's great. Thankfully, it wasn't no uh, April Fool's joke, and it is a legitimate fight that yeah. we're gonna get. It seems even more legitimate than uh, Tyson Fury and Dillian White right now, as as things are going. You're not hearing much off that fight, and uh, this Haney Cambosis one is is all the buzz. Uh, Haney, you know, stepping up, taking taking these chances where he has them, and not letting you know political things that have ruined uh, boxing fights in the past, like promoters. Um, what network like broadcaster the fight's going to be on and he said I don't care bring me any promoter bring me any broadcaster bring me any venue mm-hmm. and I'm going to take this fight because that showed you how confident he is in himself that wherever he goes whoever he goes with he is going to beat Cambosis and take all those belts this undisputed fight especially for lightweight has come around much more quickly than uh, than I, th- I thought it would I thought it would be like 2023 we'll see someone but that's it they don't mess around unlike with the heavyweights they don't mess around they just get it done and that's that. That's it's so refreshing one but that's what you need in boxing and in sport yeah exactly and um, you know you can even look one weight class above at uh, 140 pounds at um, super super lightweight or light welterweight if you if you want to call it and um, obviously a lot of c- controversy around that division right now with the previous Josh Taylor Jack Cattle fight for the belts but you know that's an undisputed division as well is uh, what I was going to say about it and that's just that is a great thing with boxing now um, even two weights above that or I think might be even three 154 pounds you look at that you know another um, division soon to be undisputed so you're looking at all these uh, smaller weight classes I'm telling you now obviously heavyweight heavyweight boxing has its traits and it? it gets you know it's entertaining for a lot of people has more guarantee of a knockout people get a lot more interested about it but these other divisions you need to be paying attention to, these smaller weights at times, because they have the most interesting fights and, you know, they're putting the the best top two in the in these divisions against each other to, to fight it out for, you know, who is the one undisputed champion in there. So, uh, yeah, I'm all for it. You know, every time we come on here talking about boxing, talking about unifying the belts, it's what I'm here for because, as we know, in this day and age, boxing is way too fragmented with the different uh, governing bodies and this and that and there's there's too many champions so um you know i it's, it's great for me to see he's got i've got newfound respect in uh mm-hmm. devon haney and he's got a newfound in me uh watching him fly over to australia and officially announce that he's yeah. going to be putting his title on the line they're exciting the lightweights they're really exciting and and like you said look if you want heavyweight boxing you've got more knockouts they're completely different they're not the same sport but they're so different in terms of what they are but you also mentioned that there were no politics involved in this one and there aren't really the only kind of political element is that it really should have been Lomachenko for George Cambosos but he's back in the Ukraine 
and he's, he was allowed to leave the Ukraine but fed it, credit where credit's due Lomachenko said no I'm staying I'm going to fight and so that's why it's Haney uh, and, and Cambosa says Haney's easier he says there are holes in Haney's game uh, are there? do you think there are? I think um, you've got to kind of put yourself in the perspective of you, if you are George Cambosis. I would think I, I think you know obviously both both fights are hard fights if you're going to be putting four or five titles in into a fight it's, it's not going to be easy for um, for either fighter but yeah I think Lomachenko is a more complete fighter obviously he's had the longer career um, we've seen more of Lomachenko than we have Haney Haney is still young um, still got a, a lot of developing to do even as um, someone who might be an undisputed champion in, in a couple of months which is, is mad to think but yeah he's, he's still young mm. um, and this is the good thing about this fight opportunity coming to him when it does now that even if he does lose, which I, th- I think would be quite an upset if, if he was to uh, lose against Cambosis, um, he can just come again, easy. That that one, there's no shame in, in this uh, one loss if he does take it, whereas Lomachenko, I think he has m- he has a bit more to fight for because I think his career would be on the line having uh, having two losses on his resume now. Um, and he's, I just think, stylistically, he's, he's, he's the trickier fighter for... Um, for Cambosis, he's he's too quick. Obviously, you know we we know all the common traits about Lomachenko: his footwork, his angles, um, you know the way he he works his punches like like no other we've really seen in in the last uh, ten fifteen years. So um, we we know what both both men bring, and, and Cambosis does as well. But I think yeah, going into this, he would be he'd be more um, confident facing Haney instead of Lomachenko. But about about this fight being too um, about this fight not being. Lomachenko's fight instead. I mean, there's still time for him, especially now. You know, as as I said, we look at opportunities and, and when this fight is coming for what person. It's a great time for Haney, but when when Lomachenko's, um, you know, he's still got he, he's got a lot left in the tank, Lomachenko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also his his respect has gone through the roof from from everyone. Everyone loves this guy now because because of his decision not to only stay in the Ukraine, but to fight and, and to be part of that fight and, and also people respected Lomachenko anyway yeah. but this just adds to it his stock is high and uh, it, it doesn't ha- I think he's doing the right thing anyway I think staying and defending his country is way more important than any kind of sport regardless of whether it's boxing football whatever it is to stay yeah, and fight for your country and that's a completely different fight you know he's not in the ring but yeah, this is this is really something serious so yeah massive respect to Lomachenko and um, you're right his, t- his time will come uh, and this fight with Haney, they they hope to break the Australian attendance record. Uh, it, it's in Australia, where George is from. Uh, it was set by Manny Pacquiao and Jeff Horn in 2017, and, and now they're going to break it. Is there such thing, though, do you think, as a home advantage in boxing? Do you think there is? I mean, you know, the Americans come over to Wembley, and there's always this, oh, there's a home advantage for the, uh, the home fighter. Is that because of the judges? Is that because of the fans why is there a home advantage in boxing explain it for those who don't know that well well if you're going to ask Alexander Usyk is, is there a home advantage you'd say definitely not because looking at uh, someone like his resume mm. most of the titles that he's won has, has been on the road um, he hasn't had even had many fights in uh, going back to Ukraine again he, he's a Ukrainian himself and um, you know he, he hasn't had, had many fights qu- quite like Cambosis in his home country Um and and he, you know he he wins uh, away away from home if you will um, all the time but yeah no it's, it's definitely a, a real thing um, 
even if, if you were saying about the kind of Americans coming over to Wembley, there is a, a kind of country, like uh, a home country advantage in that respect. A lot of the time because of the judges, unfortunately, you know, you know that's, that's a home advantage for the worst case because that can ruin a, a good fight, you know, a, a bad judging decision. But of course, um, the event and production and the whole card will kind of be set up um, in support of the home fighter and, and wanting them to win. So you're going to see that and you're going to see like a, a little bit of biasness probably from, you know, as, as you do weekly on um, the UK cards, you know, mm. there's a slight support, um, a subtle kind of support for, for the home fighter. So yeah, the the um, support for Cambosis when, when they fight in Australia will be huge. Um, but they'll, have, they'll have over 50,000 there. Yeah, that that's massive because... Um, you know, a lot of people criticise Cambosis for not having a profile or the fan base. Um, well, he, he's going to prove that he does. Prove he does, yeah. When they go over and fight, but this is the thing as well. Um, that is why I have a newfound respect in Devin Haney. He realises the challenge he's up against. It's not just a, a fight for the undisputed belt, but he's got to go over into uh, into Cambosis' backyard, which makes like if, if he can win it, that makes it so much. Um, so much more of an earned victory as well because he's had to overcome so many different obstacles before he even gets into the fight you know he has to deal with loads of fans um, you know loads of Australian fans that are going to be rooting for Cambosis yeah, jumping on him getting yeah. onto him so um, you know it's, it's, it's really tough to, to go away like that um, especially you know from America to Australia it's, it's, it's well, how, how many fights have you heard of that, that have gone down in Australia yeah, it, doesn't yeah, exactly. happen, it doesn't happen often does no, it it's, it's a rare occasion but you know what, what an occasion it is for um, for boxing to, to come back to that country and, and have it for all the lightweight bouts is, is going to be a great spectacle yeah it, w- it will be uh, June the 4th for that one so yeah. a, a little bit away but not, not too far uh, unlike well there are plenty of fights this weekend but actually let's go back and reflect on what happened last weekend before we move on to yeah. three big ones <laughs> g- coming up. But we'll go back to Savannah Marshall um, because she kick-started April by making very light work of Femke Herman in their the three rounds on Saturday night. Only three rounds and uh, a knockout to defend her WBA title in Newcastle. So you, you've gone from Australia there to Newcastle. Um, <laughs> basically at, the same place. Isn't ba- it? Basically <laughs> the same place. Both pretty Just tropical, I've heard. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you put it very well on Instagram, actually. Marshall had no issues with Herman yet. Clarissa Shields had to get all 12 rounds with her so that's the underlying story here and yeah. from that bout on Saturday night it's essentially now confirmed if not but all set up the middleweight title clash with Clarissa Shields um, and that was right at the end of uh, the victory her victory Marshall's victory against Herman and it all got very heated and Shields came over and, and that's what we want That's we want to see that we want to see this fight selling itself and I think we've got a, a massive fight on our hands whether it's as big as Taylor Serrano, we'll get onto that. But it's still a huge fight that we've got coming our way, Max. Yeah, and um, you know, you're talking about the fight selling itself. I think you're spot on there because you know we look back at Clarissa Shields's uh, last performance. I, I think it was in uh, is actually in Cardiff. Um, you know, she came over to the UK and fought, and you know, her and Savannah had it out as well um, after her fight. Uh, you know, on, on the sidelines in the the post fight interview, they were going at it. So I, I think. Um, Last time we talked about that, you were saying, yeah, it did. got got a little tasty after. I like, the fight, I love man. it. I love it. Every every interaction does with these two. It is a legitimate heated rivalry that goes back years. Um, and I just think the more we watch these two, the more UK boxing fans and Savannah Marshall fans just get more and more hope. You know, as as we looked at, Femke Herman's only went three rounds with Marshall. 
she went 12 with the uh, shields you know let's not use that as Marshall must beat her then because there are a lot more factors that play into a fight but that is good news for, for people who want Marshall to win so um, you know especially considering the fact that and, and this is where their rivalry stems from it's back into the amateur days when Marshall actually won so you know we look at these little uh, these little facts and statistics that are coming our way in terms of Marshall winning and um, Marshall beating a Shields opponent in three rounds it's looking good right now but you know, let's not let's not go anywhere near as to write Clarissa Shields off because no, she is it would extremely be a mistake. talented and um it's I just think it's gonna be a blockbuster fight, as you said. Not sure about um if it's the same pedigree as Taylor Serrano. I feel like those two are just, you know, slightly in a bit more of a, mm. a league of their own right now. But if it's anything, is is the second best fight in I'd say it's the second best women's fight that we we might be able to get this year. Oh, that's Max, that is Oh, the unprofessionalism, Max. Maxi boy. <laughs> How long have you been doing right. this? How long have you been doing this? Come I've on. The, fun, the thing is as well, the ring up. Oh, right? Max. I only had the ring up for my alarm And you, well. you were in full flow. Full flow. That's, that's wow. James Hatton, by the way. I'm going to name drop him. That was him. James Hatton. I'm going to name drop him right there. Does he not, does he not know you're busy? Look, look, he's Obviously. ringing me again. You're he in constant shaking. demand, 24-7. Right. It's only because we'd be walking to uni right now together. Uh, fair, fair enough. <laughs> no, nah, there's, there's, there's nothing that um, excuses that. My apologies. But, um, yeah. Be given. It's, it's, it's just mad that... Um, <laughs> it's just mad that Shields and Marshall could go ahead this year, um, which would be, I think, the second best fight, the second best women's fight in history. And the fact that the first best women's fight in history is happening this year as well, it's just a testament to, you know, the absolute great matchups that are being put on um, put on display throughout yeah. 2022. My, my view is that you don't even really need to compare them because it, it's like Messi and Ronaldo. You don't just compare. <laughs> you, you, you do. You, you just enjoy what we've yeah. got, and it's. I know. I know you've got unbelievable, unbelievable talent in both Katie Serrano, sorry, Amanda Serrano, Katie Taylor, uh, Clarissa Shields, and Savannah Marshall. The talent is unreal with all four of them, but. Like I, I always say with Messi and Ronaldo, whilst Ronaldo is better than Messi, you don't you don't <laughs> compare. And uh, it, it this was not. Um, well, I kind of got this talking point from Adam Catterall on Twitter, and he, yeah. he was quite rightly saying during the week that you know pe- people are debating these female fights. Hang on a minute, that's amazing that people are debating female fights. So that's the hot topic in boxing now. It shows how far boxing's come, and 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 that in itself is incredible. But yeah, I, I look. I think just enjoy what we've got. Um, for me, Katie Taylor Serrano is pro- probably the bigger fight. It's yeah. dubbed the biggest female fight in boxing history, so it's hard to argue with that. But you've you've just got to, you've got to enjoy both, surely. Yeah, and, and you've got to consider though, um, is is that Taylor Serrano fight is dubbed uh, the biggest, the best? But you understand that that is the case because of the Eddie Hearn show. I was going to say who's gonna, who's dubbed it that? Yeah, yeah um, you know he's going to be giving it all the big promotion, but that is the promotion it deserves at the end of the day. And um, you know, Marshall and Shields, whatever Ben Shalom can do uh, with the pair of them, because you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they're both. Uh, I don't know if Class Shields has signed with him. I think she might have to if she wants to uh, get the Marshall fight done. So um, we'll, we'll see what work he can do in promoting that. Because as I said, I think that is the, the second best. Um, so you know, they they, they deserve a, a great um, a great pedestal and a great platform to to show the world. Uh, how how skillful they are, and not have it be overshadowed by Taylor and Serrano. Mm, and very quickly, because you, you said earlier, and this is really interesting about the old school rivalries between 
you know, Marshall and, and Shields. And yeah. I, I, I love that in sport and in boxing. But it's like Sandy Ryan refuses to shake an opponent's hand before, before a press conference. I think that's how it should be in boxing. Sometimes I'm all for respect in sport, obviously. And when you've got, when you had people like David Hay back in the day threatening to rip someone's head off and <laughs> threatening to kill someone in the ring, that, that was ridiculous. But... I like I like that I, I like the competitiveness I like the that this is sport this is that they're going to war in the ring they, they shouldn't be all kind of friendly shit it's like when they shake hands in the tunnel I don't want to go Roy Keane here but <laughs> so when they're going out at Anfield and it's Everton Liverpool and the players are you know messing around in the tunnel it's not what it should be I, I like that element of competitiveness in in boxing yeah no for sure and I, I think you know some some media that aren't used to boxing might overreact when they see that thinking oh they're not like shaking each other's hands they're not showing respect for a fight as you would give a, a, a great example there with David Hay you know he used to do the complete opposite of showing respect uh, the man would just ooze disrespect <laughs> at uh, press conferences and that and um, you know would pretty much come this close to throwing haymakers before he got in the ring uh, every time he went out there to, to do a conference but yeah that this is uh, this is great and it's good that you know we're seeing that kind of rivalry and that kind of nasty game because it, it is a nasty game at the end of the day mm. don't want to go Jake Paul on you here but it's, it's the fight game do you know what I mean um, I think if it's in your personality to be respectful um, then then go for it you know shake someone's hand show them the respect before I think his but, buddies isn't he Jake Paul with Amanda Serrano sure, yeah, yeah, sure, so, sure they're close so he's, he's promoting um, yeah. he's co-promoting that what has the world come to? It's, it's mad, but I think he's he's doing a good job in in terms of promotional front. Um, and one thing I'm I'm happy about is, you know, he has he has at the end of the day he has got a big fan base, he has got a big platform. Mm. So if he can, you know, use that to accelerate um, the growth of women's sport, then then why not? Yeah, only good thing. Did you see he knocked out that um, baseball mascot? I uh, know. Sorry, I, I did not. So see you know when oh, Deontay Wilder like knocked out a Spanish post box like a guy dressed in like right. a some post box yeah, outfit yeah, yeah. so Jake Paul's done the same with the baseball if you get a chance to watch it then it is hilarious is it, what, um, has, he, has he got gloves on or is it just so this a... like you know how in football you've got the mascots yeah, you have yeah. like um, Gunnosaurus at Arsenal and they go <laughs> over to the fans and Harry the Hornet at Watford they try and wind the fans up so this mascot some baseball games gone over to Jake Paul and he's got his fists up as if to say come on let's let's have a go yeah. and Jake Paul's taking it a little bit too seriously and he's gone up to this mascot and he's fully decked him and it's <laughs> hilarious um, yeah, so you got to show me that video they, Jake Paul seems to come up in every podcast <laughs> but there you go um, this weekend then Ryan Garcia Sergio Garcia Gennady Golovkin all in action yeah. where do you want to start which one um, Golovkin Morata okay yeah. so yeah Gennady Golovkin Morata um, Golovkin's IBF and Morata's WBA middleweight titles uh, on the line in Japan and again it's it's going to be a cracker of a fight and I, I'm very much looking forward to it yeah it's it's about time that um, you know this this middleweight division as well you, you're talking about it with the lower divisions um, 135 140 154 it's about time one six pound, 160 pounds got some uh, unification with, with the champions in there because uh, you know there, there, there's a few there's a few popping around in that division so for Golovkin at his age to say you know I think he's 40 now to say, yeah, do you know what? I'll take on a younger, um, fresher champion, and you know, try and try and unify these. And belts. in Japan as well. Once again, going going into his uh, going into his backyard like Haney is, uh, you, you can only respect it, especially at his age. Um, a lot a lot of people are quite worried for him in this fight. You know, you go five years ago, you think he's mm. ripping Morata apart, but 
you know, 40 years of age now. I think it's going to be a, a great talent fight whether to see, you know, has he still got it, uh, Golovkin, or has time finally caught up with him? I mean, Murata won gold at, 2012, at the 2012 Olympics, and they were also sparring partners as well. So they, yeah. they both know each other well, um, but I wouldn't write off Murata a lot. I mean, Golovkin's older, um, but I wouldn't write off Murata either. Yeah, exactly. That You know, there's a reason that he's, there's a reason that Golovkin's taking this fight. He, he must be a big name in the division. Uh, he's he's got a, a world title somehow, you know. So uh, <laughs> so yeah, I I think it'll be a great fight and um, follow up from last week's fight fighting with uh, Savannah Marshall really well. And you know this from there, even from there, this month's only going to get better. But this this is how stacked this month is. It's crazy. You get Gennady Golovkin and Ryan Garcia in the same month, and there's you can't even put them on different dates. Uh, all on the same night so um, yeah it'll be a great night for boxing as will be other weekends yeah so it's all on this weekend so <laughs> keep your eyes on it Ryan Garcia Emmanuel Tego then the lightweight Garcia uh, returns to the ring this weekend as he takes on the former IBO lightweight champion Emmanuel Tego in Texas now Garcia has the perfect record of 21 unbeaten he last beat Luke Campbell in, in January in England in 2021 yeah. um, and then King Ryan you know he's put, he's put his boxing career on hold for the last year he's taken time away from his mental health but he's back and he's back that, that's a big thing at 23 years old and okay he's taking time out but the fact that he's he's back and fit again mentally and physically is great and then Tago he's 33 so 10 years older than uh, Garcia he's from Ghana he hasn't really got a massive profile but he's had an impressive record of 32-1 and one. he beat uh, Mason Marnard in his last fight in November so I think actually you've got a possible upset on the cards here in Texas, Max. Noah's come with his homework. <laughs> I have come with my homework. I have no week. idea who, who the last opponent, Emmanuel Ortega, will beat, but um, nah, good on you, bro. But yeah, with, with this fight again, um, I, to be fair, I, c- I can't see an upset, but it is, you know, I, I can understand why, why you might predict a little one here because Garcia coming back, he, he's had a long layoff, let's mm. be honest. Was it going to be about a year and three months by the time he actually gets in there? Yeah. Uh, next weekend so um, you know and he, he's been through a lot which is the whole reason that this uh, this this whole hiatus has, has yeah, come it's a show though. it doesn't matter how big or tough you are if you, exactly if, you're suffering you're suffering if, if it's going on up there then, then yeah. you need to take care of it and fair play to him I, you know I take my hats off to him because a lot of boxers wouldn't do that they'd be too worried they, they wouldn't know what to do and you know they would probably be um, too, too scared of the the kind of almost abuse they get because because uh, pride is massive in boxing exactly and I've gone onto social media and seen the backlash that Garcia's got for for taking a um t- taking time off to to deal with himself which which is you know it's not acceptable to to criticize someone for that so um you know it's, it's a very courageous thing to do now he's back in action and the fact that you know he's he's decided to come back and and keep the ball rolling tells me that he, he wants this more than ever now so I think it's you know it's a little warm up fight uh, to go a little tune-up fight to get yeah. him back to where he wants to be because I think that Luke Campbell victory last year took his career to a different level. Um, you know, it was it was a, a great a great fight to find his level and he had to overcome adversity, if, if you can remember, in that fight getting dropped. Um, and, you know, maybe afterwards he had to find out if his head was in it and he has now. He, he, he's out of that. Uh, but it's, it's a really interesting story, Ryan Garcia, because especially in these last couple of weeks, now he's had like a a back and forth with stories that have come from Canelo because um, obviously he, he used to train they used to train in the same stable um, and then I think Canelo came out uh, with a few quotes uh, calling him lazy and, and stuff so um, 
you know, it's, it's interesting to see what the, the number one, you know, pound for pound king had to say about him. Um, and if that's true, then maybe if, if, if Garcia carries on those, those traits that, you know, that laziness that Canelo believes him to have, then he might not, he might not go as far, you know, in his career as, as the hype believes you, um, or, you know, as, as the hype kind of makes you think he might, um, Especially, you know, Canelo. Canelo's a trusted source. If he sees someone that's slacking in the gym, yeah, um, he he can only be right about it. So, hopefully, Garcia isn't for this fight. Hopefully, he takes it seriously because, as you said, um, Tago or Targo, he's a uh, he, he's not one to be played with. He, he needs to be taken seriously, not underestimated. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll see how how Ryan performs come fight night. I think it's encouraging though that boxers and sportsmen, I mean Luke Ayling the Leeds player came out this week and said he struggled with his mental yeah. health and he's now overcome it and, and the same with Ryan Garcia and it, it, it shouldn't be a stigma thing, it, it should never be a stigma around mental health, I think they're like you said, the fact that he was getting abuse for struggling with his mental health is it's such a bad look for boxing one yeah, but for sure. it, it's so bad in general um, so yeah I've got massive respect for Ryan Garcia He's taken his time out. He's sorted himself out. He's back. He's fit mentally and physically. And uh, yeah, I really do wish him wish him well. Uh, the other Garcia, Sergio Garcia, and kind of the lesser known Garcia, takes on Tony Harrison, the super welterweight this weekend. And uh, I think, to to be honest, people people have heard of Sergio Garcia, but they don't know a lot about him. Uh, surely now he just has to win this fight to get back on the map. Yeah, exactly. It's a um, you know, especially against Tony Harrison. I think both of them have, um, you know, they, they, they've had they've had decent careers, but both of them will be looking at this fight like, yeah, it's is when I can I can get my career back on track for. So it's it's a a lot for um, both men to fight for. Um, I would say it's pretty much do it could be do or die moment for for both of their careers. So I think that, that these are the kind of exciting fights that might slip under the radar in boxing, but. They are ones that will steal the show as well. Yeah, Harrison's a, f- a former WBC title holder, so at 154 pounds. So exactly. you're right, you're right. You've got, you have got some experience on that card and in that fight. Uh, and we'll finish off the podcast with l- literally about five minutes before we jumped on. Oh, yeah. And I- I'm scrolling through Twitter, and it's a normal news day, and then you see that Lee Selby's retired. Yeah. So uh, at the age of 35, we lost. He, he lost didn't he, to uh, Gustavo Lemos. Um, in his last fight and, and, and that kind of sparked the retirement but what a fighter former British Commonwealth European and IBF featherweight champion hangs up his gloves after 27 years in the ring unbelievable guy and he'll be missed yeah um, it, I think it just just comes full circle how we started off with George Cambosis who was uh, one of Salby's yeah. former opponents to kind of finish off with someone who'd be remembered as a especially in, in uh, Welsh boxing history you know be remembered as a legend um you know what I, I've, I've been lucky enough to see the communal impact that uh lee salby has you know being being from the same town as him i've got immense respect for him um and you know he he was growing up you know he, he was huge he was a lot of me and my friends idol you know you look up and be like especially when i was boxing back in the day i was like yeah i, I, I want to be like this guy so um it's been amazing to follow his journey um, all this far and it's, it's just a you know it's it's a sad time it's the right time for him um, as we said you, you look at you know I don't even know who this guy is that, that he <laughs> lost to um, in his last fight but that, that kind of says it all I thought but if, if you go um, back a fight even before his most recent one against Cambosis 
I thought, to be honest, <laughs> I just ground. Might 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 have been a bit bit biased, but I thought Cambosis did did all right to get away with that yeah. decision against him. So um, you know, but you look look at kind of where both those names have, have gone since then. Obviously, it's Cambosis' time to take off, um, and it's always time to come away from the sport. As you know, we we've been talking about courageousness and um, you know bravery in, in Ryan Garcia taking time away it, it takes a lot of courage and bravery um, for someone to say look it's, it's my time to go to so not that, hang on to not cling on yeah exactly because boxers will do that they're, they're pride and you know all, all, all they know all they know at the end of the day is to fight so for them to for Selby to you know take a step back review his options and reckon like, he'll come back though they, they tend to don't they they, they I, tend I to retire and a year yeah. late, a year later you see them back in the room I, I hope not I can only um, I can only hope that he's you know manages finances well in his career so he doesn't even mm. need the, the the paycheck at the end of the day you, you look at you know he's 35 years of age same age as as, as Cal Brook and, and Amir Khan I mean, look um, at Golovkin <laughs> yeah, yeah still, Lomachenko still going, still going these, but, boys, um, these boys you know I, I think I think time's time's taking its toll now Um and and Khan and Brooke, the guys that are the same age should uh, should take notice of this and and probably do the same thing. But yeah, um, Selby so be forever forever remembered in Welsh boxing history. Forever remembered in Barry, uh, the the things that he's done there, uh, you know, can't can't be can't be spoken about or appreciated anymore. So um, yeah, it's it's an unfortunate day for him, but as I said, the right time. So you know, you can only look at look back at his career and smile really Lee Selby and Mike Dean all in the same week Gut- yeah. gutting gutting yeah. uh, but that's about it from the middlemen so uh, big week of boxing big weekend to look forward to two Garcias and Golovkin all in action across the world Australia Japan Las Vegas plenty of boxing wherever you are on the globe wherever you're listening to us but uh, yeah that's about it so I hope you enjoyed the, the the little boxing roundup with Savannah Marshall and Katie Taylor and Clarissa Shields and uh, just just about everyone in between. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. And uh, Max, as always, it was great fun. Yeah, uh, always good to you know kind of sit sit on there and just talk about boxing yeah. for half an hour. I could do it for two hours if you needed <laughs> me to. <laughs> but um, yeah, after last episode of obviously we had Joe on um, talking about all things like football, journalism, a lot of it mm. as well, and, and F one. I think you know bo- boxing was due a little. Uh, a little topic talking. It needed a bit of attention. Yeah, shot on it, didn't uh, especially you know in a, such a busy month for it. But yeah, ho- hope you guys uh, enjoyed that our little boxing roundup. Uh, we'll be back, you know, with with more different topics, different guests in the coming weeks. Uh, so 